Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What's going on, Facebook and Twitter? This is Belly Up Fantasy Live. Uh, thanks for joining us. Week 9. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And welcome into week nine, Belly Up Fantasy Live, fantasy football, guys. It's been a wild 2020 season. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Pinto, at Aggie Kappa Sig. With me, as always, are my everybody. How y'all at Belly Up Tom, senior fantasy analyst, at Real Ryan Hicks, senior fantasy analyst and lead writer. And at the wit Billy with the Dragon, y'all, senior fantasy analyst and writer for Belly Up Fantasy Sports. Guys, how are y'all doing tonight? It's crazy, right? 2020 season? Wow. Doing hey, well. man. We're getting through. It's, uh, man, I was enjoying everything going, going into today. Obviously, Tom had the scare. He couldn't come on. He had to work. Got it, mustered it through, uh, and then I got the scare. I got the notification. Oh, I'm feeling so good right now. Oh, Brendan Ayuk hits the COVID IR, cannot play in the Thursday night game. Brendan Ayuk, get him out of your lineups. Uh, and then prior to even that, you pick up Marvin Jones off the waiver this morning, right? You, you put him in, you got first claim, and you wake up, you got Marvin Jones, right? Awesome. Detroit Lions wide receiver number one. Uh, and then a couple hours later, Matt Stafford on the COVID IR list. Good news is he can, if he tests positive or negative twice, he can still play on Sunday. So there's a chance that he could play. But 2020, like we said from the get-go, this is going to be a season to remember because of all the craziness, guys. It's just so crazy. Um, Tom, Ryan... Billy, we've got a lot of things to talk about, and I want you to brace yourselves, right? Because winter is coming. Man, do I miss Game of Thrones? What the writers of Game of Thrones didn't tell you was Bran actually was in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped. Poor guy thought it was okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor or a hair trimmer or one of those, you know, things from the up north, right? Get 20% off. 
and free shipping with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com if you use promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Be sure to join the Manscaped movement, guys. These products are snow joke. Get it? Like Jon Snow, snow joke. You, you, you read an intro before the intro. Yeah. I, you know, I love these guys at Manscaped because we're going to be giving away a box at the end of the show to one of our listeners who just subscribed. It's a but big yeah. one. Too. Yeah, a big one. Ryan, yeah, hit me with the intro. All right, it's in. All right, here we go. It's week nine, It's and the time is divine. Our takes bright like diamonds, they shine. Which guys will return, which guys will take longer, which will, <laughs> will use Manscaped make my downstairs game stronger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, okay. The <laughs> more are here to provide questionings as lineups. Let us help you decide with uh, which backs will be healthy, which receivers will play. Uh, these are just a few topics we will talk about today. So get jazzed up and get ready to thrive. Ooh, one of our fan, one of our sponsors. Awesome, good job, Brian. Because we are fancy invaders, wanted dead or alive. When we lay down our knowledge, like hop sauce, they will burn. Oh, I like this. I know what you're going with. I'm sorry. If we play, <laughs> if we pay close attention, there's so much more to learn. So let's set up a prop me for which four guys are great. When our trophy from Trophy Smack arrives, there's just no debate. We've missed, <laughs> we've missed you since last week, and we know we ain't lying. I guess you could say we are the fantasy. Uh, we are fantasy testifying. So clean out your earwax and take a seat at the booth because the info we give you is nothing but the truth. It's <laughs> if it, if that's too much to handle, take just a breath, just relax. There's there is just no slowing us spitting fire and facts. So in honor of the election, we appreciate your votes. We're also now rocking with our four podcast goats. Gosh, dog, Ryan, <laughs> making me look good at the beginning of every show. I love it, man. I absolutely man, love you it. You sound like Philip Rivers there. Gosh, darn. You know, <laughs> he's a Texas guy. Yeah, him and his 47 kids. Do I need to rock a bolo next week? A bolo oh, you should. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's get into the first game of the week, right? The the Green Bay Packers versus the replacement San Francisco 49er team. I mean, golly. Uh, before today, they already led the league in cap space guys that were injured or not playing for them. Number one in the league. They've got like $100 million just sitting around not playing for this team. And I feel like Kyle Shanahan is still going to roll this out. The over-under this is a 50-point game. Uh, obviously, this is before the brand new news, but still with Nate Mullins. Or Nick Mullins, I'm sorry. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. They're literally scoring touchdowns every week, just multiple touchdowns. It's ridiculous. Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers is a Sunday tradition these weeks. Uh, Aaron Rodgers three-plus touchdowns and five out of seven games is on pace for his career high from back in 2011 with 45 touchdowns. So don't jinx him, but check it out. It's going to be pretty wild with him and Devontae Adams. If Aaron Jones can't go, uh, they've got a slew of running backs that no one knows about. 
So if Aaron Jones can't go, Devontae Adams, MVS, Robert Tanyan, look for them just to start going crazy. On the opposite side, Jamichael Hasty, right? We talked about him a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Abaya tackles, the G percentage. He's my running back 22 on the week, and it's probably going to be moving up higher at the end of this week. Uh, or I guess at the end of the show, probably before tomorrow, knowing if Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones is going to play or not. Uh, uh, and then also Ross Dwelly, right? Tight end, no George Kittle. Is Jordan, is Jordan Reed going to be extremely healthy? We'll see. But Dwelly has thrived in this offense. Billy, what do you think about this lineup and who you have confidence firing up? Yeah, I think the 49ers are in for some payback from the beatdowns they gave the Packers last year, a couple of them anyway. The Packers are a lot better, well, a lot more well-rounded this year, and uh, the Niners are in a vulnerable spot um, having all these guys out. I mean, uh, Coleman, Mostert, Jimmy G, Kittle, Ayuk, Bourne, all missing just from the offense alone. I mean, this is a stripped-down team, and, you know, Nick Mullins has been serviceable, but, uh, you know, when he when we got backup quarterback, backup running backs, Back up everything. It's just not a good situation for the Niners. But the good news is the Jermichael Hasty. I do like him in a spot start. Uh, the the Packers are the worst fantasy defense against opposing running backs. However, I think it'll be the uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers show again. But outside of them, there's not a lot of fantasy interest for me. Yeah, this is going to be a obliteration. Uh, I'm just curious if Lazard or Aaron Jones are going to play because I have exposure to them in big way. But I'm really more interested. There's no Ayuk. There's no Kittle. This is a big problem for uh, San Francisco's offense. I don't want anything to do with it. I might take a little uh, guess on McKinnon just because I do think he's actually going to get more of the workload this week. The reasoning they were saying he didn't get much workload is they wanted to save him up, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. It's Shanahan. Uh, But for me, I'll take Rodgers. This is going to get ugly. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, hey, looking at San Francisco, the replacements this week, I'm looking to pick up Shane Falco, Clifford Franklin, Troy Winbush. Yeah, no, I mean, that team's just going to be bad. And like you said, they're they're not the most injured team, but it's the highest cap, you know, space that is injured. I mean, it's all big-name players. You have Jimmy G, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd. Uh, you go over to the defense. It's Ezekiel Ansa, D. Ford, Solomon Thomas. Um, uh, I mean, the list just goes on and on. Bosa, how could I forget about Bosa? Yes, Marco, Clifford Franklin. Do you not remember the replacements? Um, no, I mean, the, the weirdest thing in this game to me is that the Green Bay Packers somehow – bungled the opportunity to bring in a star receiver, even if he's only there for three games healthy, but in Will Fuller, you didn't trade for him because your front office couldn't figure out what you thought was an acceptable valuation. And did you really want to spend picks to bring in somebody to help compete? I mean, let's be honest. This is probably one of the last years. You might have one, one more year at Rogers at a high level like this, where you were competing for a Super Bowl. And you didn't take the opportunity to bring in a star receiver for him, but you brought in a new quarterback. Nobody in this game really interests me other than you know the usual suspects from Green Bay 49ers. I'm avoiding like the plague, though. 
Um, but that brings us into the next game, which again, I'm surprised that this team didn't somehow manage to get rid of Will Fuller. It's the Houston Texans going into Jacksonville, facing the Jaguars. Uh, bad news, guys. Gardner Minshew's hurt. I know it's amazing. I know we didn't think it was possible. And actually, he's been hurt since October 11th. But he finally found out. Uh, had strained ligaments in his thumb, his right throwing thumb, as well as multiple fractures. Somehow still been playing at a fairly high level with an injured throwing thumb. I mean, to me, that's impressive. And I'm thinking if he's healthy those games, what's it look like? So once he's healthy again... I'm excited. Um, I think we all had an interesting conversation about, you know, they were talking about trying to get rid of him. Where would he end up? A couple interesting places, but for the time being, he is in Jacksonville. Trade deadline's passed. So as soon as he's back, uh, I think that it's going to be uh, Minshew season. But James Robinson going up against Houston here, all in on him. That's that's my big pick from this week. They're going to lean on him with uh, the rookie most likely, uh, a lot in playing at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Big Rome did say, uh, you know, we're entertaining trade talks for Fuller. We know what we have with him. We're not going to take peanuts. If we did get the deluxe version, we would consider it. Didn't look like they got the big deluxe version of the peanuts. So they're keeping Will Fuller, what I'm extremely happy for, because Will Fuller has a five-game TD streak that has never happened in his career before. And he's never scored a touchdown in November. He's played a total of 49 games and 21 touchdowns. All those 21 touchdowns came in September and October. So let's go. Will Fuller season, stay healthy, brother. Come on. Deshaun Watson's guy. They got that connection. The Jaguars seemingly can't stop anybody deep, right? Um they're allowed their unit grade across the board, and especially when their DBs are low. But the DBs of Joe and Miles, or I'm sorry, the linebackers of Joe and Miles, at a 2.5, and their DBs are at a 0.5. So Watson's probably gonna have a heyday. I'm firing up in all of my leagues. DJ getting a lot of these carries in the red zone, and on the opposite side, James Robinson, my running back number four of the week. Uh, he's been the running back five in PPR. Um, scoring in 40-something points uh, over the course of three weeks and 131 overall, uh, firing up, fire him up against this Houston defense who obviously couldn't stop Jamal Williams last week. So James Robinson, especially with Jake Luton back there, should lean heavily on this running game. Jake Luton, though, right, guys? Six-round rookie, 28 TDs, three interceptions, uh, and 11 games for the Beavers. I thought I just slept on one Oregon uh, one Oregon quarterback. Looks like I slept on both of these guys, right? Uh, Jake Luton was the highest-graded Pac-12 quarterback from 18 or 19. So, I mean, Billy, you've probably seen a lot of Jake Luton. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, for, I'm just kind of I'm tempering back expectations. I love DJ Charks, one of my favorite guys coming into the year, but he hasn't been performing well, and, and I want to see it first with Lutton. Uh, this Jags offense has been pretty stinky at times. I do love to meet some James Robinson this week. Uh, big time opportunity for him have, coming off his second 100-yard game of the year and playing a defense that's had given up four or five 100-yard games, including two or th- two that were above 130 and then a 200-yard game to Terry uh, um, Henry. So, I mean, this is, a, this is a defense that could be had on the ground, and, and I just feel like James Robinson's getting going. 
and on the other side of the ball, I'm starting all my all my Texans. I want all of them. I think the Texans are going to get going here a little bit. Great matchup for David Johnson, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. I want them. And uh, the Jags, I mean, they're giving to everybody. They gave up uh, quite a bit of points to tight ends, too. I believe they're second worst in the NFL against tight ends. So maybe a spot start for Aikens if you're in trouble. Yeah, I would echo a lot of what uh, Billy said. He was just listing all the guys that I wanted to talk about. I will hammer the Texans on this. And I do think that this might be a sneaky week for Chark because Luden, I like to call him Luden because you now you got me saying gluten. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Luton is going to be, who's he going to throw to? If he wants to look good, it's going to be Chark. You've got to feed your best player. So uh, the other thing is, and Marco, this cracked me up too. I think this might be the first time Will Fuller has played five games in a row, period. I mean, he's scored five games in a row, but this might be the first time he's ever played five games. Like, full games as well. Yeah, let's be realistic. I've been impressed because of his durability this year. I mean, five games is a lot, but that's kind of crazy that he hasn't been as hurt. I mean, he's been hurt, but he hasn't been as hurt as we all expected. All right, I've moving on. So much as a Texans fan just to realize, like, if we still had Nuke, like, what it could have been. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think receivers are the problem there. Uh, no, not at all. Moving on to the NFC least, we are going to go with the Giants versus the WFT, which really they should be the Washington team football because there's nothing better than that. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to light it up this week, guys. Slayton is going to score twice. Slayton was wide open so many times. D. Jones missed him. This is going to be where they get back into sync. This is going to be a big breakout game for Slayton. I just get I got very frustrated. I think I texted you guys during uh, the games last week, like. Another wide open Slayton in the end zone. Another wide open Slayton 60 yard bomb. Jones was just missing him. I don't think he misses him this week. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, obviously you play McLaurin if you have him. But I think Gibson is a legit RB1 this week. This is not a great defense against the run. And Gibson has really gotten better every week. I think he's an RB1 and a must play this week. And I'm going to be giving him a look in DFS. Tom, what do you think? You know, Everyone talks about how ugly the NFC East is, but every time you see a divisional game for them, it is an absolute battle. I mean, Cowboys Giants, or excuse me, Cowboys Eagles last week, not a pretty one. Eagles Giants, not a pretty one. But it's they grind it out. I could see both defenses actually being great streaming options. I've seen a lot of both of them on waiver wires, and I know we don't talk about defense a lot, but I'll tell you what. I see this game having a lot of turnovers. They play hard. They're going to play 60 minutes of football, and it's going to get ugly. Um, as far as it goes, though, Marco, yes, thank you. Fuck the Eagles. Fuck the Cowboys, too. Uh, you know, it's fine. But, uh, no, I mean, the Giants are actually a even at 1-7, right? They are, I think, more legitimate football team than a lot of people give credit for. Uh, I mean, they gave the Eagles a run for their money, not saying a lot. But then the following week, went and gave Tom Brady and the Bucks a run for their money yeah. and debatably should have beaten them. Uh, I do think Slayton could have a big game here. Daniel Jones, if he can get the, the turnovers in check, could could have a solid game. But like I said, I think that that Washington defense might put some pressure on him and create a couple turnovers. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, the over-under is 41.5 points and – it's going to be a dumpster fire, right, this game. It's going to be fun to watch. It's like a train wreck. you got to watch it because it's going to be so bad. There's going to be some funny plays. 
definitely not top 10 plays in this game. Uh, but yeah, Ryan, a guy that I was not high on at all. And I'm on the Bryce Love train, you know, feed me the love street. Antonio Gibson, my running back nine on the week this week. So running back one for sure. They feed this guy 20 plus times. We've seen what he could do with that kind of workload and is crazy good. Um, on the opposite side, though, Darius Slayton, I hope that he just eats this week. Um, Fuller and Darby, 0.4 on the unit grade. Not very good. Slayton's my wide receiver, 27 on the week. He didn't have a good showing. Yeah, because Danny Dimes was not throwing dimes last week. But if you watch the game, you saw him at the end of it. Me and my, my wife and I were watching, and she goes, is he about to cry? If you saw his face at the end of that game, he looked bad. Like, he Poor looked Eli face. Yeah, like super upset. So I think Ryan's right. I think Danny Dimes gets right with Darius Slayton this week, and they have a huge week. I mean, Darius Slayton, 4.1 targets per game. It's crazy. 59 snaps, essentially. So I'm all on board on the Darius Slayton training. Like Tom said, firing up F1, McLaren, all day. Yeah, guys I like in this game, I like Terry McLaurin, and uh, I like a uh, little chance for Evan Ingram to get going. Uh, Washington, not that good against the tight end position. However, I'm kind of off the Giants receivers. The Redskins are the number one defense against opposing wide receivers, and they haven't allowed a 100-yard game, and they've only allowed one team to have more than two receivers with 50 or more receiving yards against them. That was the Cardinals in Week 2, where they even held D-Hop down. So, I mean, I, I like the Giants. They look good at times, but uh, the numbers say Numbers say different for me, so I'm avoiding the Giants' offense. I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring game, and uh, but I do think the Redskins win this thing, or Washington football team wins this thing. Uh, anything else, guys? All right, next game, a little, uh, little more interesting one. It's more the top of the standings, Baltimore visiting the Colts, over under 45-and-a-half. Uh, kind of like the under in this game with two really good defenses, and I'm just not sure how the, how the Colts are going to score right now. Jonathan Taylor just doesn't look that great, but – uh, welcome to J.K. Dobbins season, Chris. I know we've been waiting. We've been holding out hope, and it finally happened last week. And, uh, hey, he looked good, splitting carries with Gus Edwards. But uh, he's in the red zone. He's the guy in the game in the red zone. The first drive of the game, they were trying to get a little shovel pass to him. Uh, not long before J.K. Dobbins uh, is a is a mainstay in your lineup. But, uh, I mean, had that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had the, gave up the seventh fewest points of running back. So it wasn't even a great matchup. Little tougher matchup this week. The Colts are number three against opposing running backs, but uh, I just I like the matchup. I think the way they use them, J.K. is gonna gonna do fine. And you know, no one runs the ball more than, than the Ravens either. So Kareem Hunt had 72 yards. It's kind of the best game they've allowed, and they've only allowed three total rushing touchdowns. So kind of tempering back on J.K. this week, but uh, I do like the opportunity, and uh, I'm playing him anyway. But Hollywood Brown, when he has four plus receptions. The, the Ravens don't lose. Under four receptions, they lose. And the Colts have allowed five wide receivers to have 85-plus yards in the last four games, despite being one of the toughest defenses uh, against wide receivers. So I kind of like Hollywood Brown getting fired up here lately, even though he's underwhelming. And Mark Andrews, really underwhelming this year. 14 in targets, 13th in yards, 15th in receptions. Although he has fifth in, tight end, uh, fifth in touchdowns among the tight end position. And he's against Indy, who allows the least points to tight end. So... Uh, but two of their last three games, they've allowed five for 57 to Austin Hooper, seven for 65 to Hawkinson last week. Both of those guys had 10 targets in those games, so still not very efficient outings. But 
uh, you know, they can be serviceable uh, in this matchup. Lamar Jackson is QB 14 on the season and QB 18 over the last four weeks playing Indy, who's the the toughest against opposing quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, but Stafford did cover him up last week for three touchdowns. So uh, I don't think you can avoid uh, playing Lamar Jackson regardless. He's your guy. Uh, he, he can go off at any time. So, I mean, even though the matchup's not great, ride your guy uh, until he proves otherwise. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. Man, this guy had a 100-yard game, four straight games with around 60 yards last week, really underwhelmed in a great matchup. Uh, questionable injury with the ankle. Wilkins or Hine are question marks for me in a not very good matchup anyway. Baltimore's number 31 against running backs, you know, second to only the Colts. And the Colts' defense I still think is worth a play in this one. Uh, the Steelers did fine last week against Baltimore. They're turning the ball over a little bit lately. So, uh, you know, Colts have some ball hawks. They have a great defense. They're going to find opportunities to score some fantasy points for you, even if uh, Baltimore is moving the ball and scoring points. So that's where I'm at this week. Yeah, I think Indianapolis wins this game. I uh, I may put money on it I, because I just think Baltimore, they've regressed in a lot of different ways. I know J.K. This is a bad week for J.K. as far as the matchup goes, though. Because I am high on him moving forward for the rest of the year, but Indy's defense is no joke. Um, what I've c- come to see, and so for me, the Wilkins and Hines dynamic, uh, if they're up, they're going to give the ball more to Wilkins. If they're behind, they're going to throw the ball more to Hines. It's going to be a weird situation. JTT is going to get his stuff, but he's not really doing that much with it. Uh, Say what Rivers is doing just enough to keep this team ahead, and the defense is carrying them for the rest of the time. So. I don't think this is a super exciting fantasy matchup. Tom? What do you, oh, and the last thing is, Marco said Rivers or Lamar Jackson this week to start. Rivers. Ah, I don't like Rivers. either one of those options, but I think I'm going to go. Well, I think Lamar has the safer floor, but I think Rivers has. The, in, the, in this matchup, I think Rivers might have the higher ceiling. You know, and to be honest, I don't even think the floor is that much higher for uh, Lamar. I mean, this is – the best defense we're seeing this year across the board. The Colts are like, that's what they do. Phillip Rivers is throwing the ball two yards downfield, just dinking and dunking, putting up 15 to 20 points. Great. And the defense is holding the other team to 10 to 12. Right? That's how it works. And Lamar Jackson has underwhelmed this whole year. This is a guy that people were taking first round. I didn't get it. I mean, from the start of the year, I had him at QB 15, right, Ryan? Yeah. QB 15 right now. He went for 16.9 points. Sorry, 16.8 points last week. Got shut down in Pittsburgh. Guess what? It's going to happen again. And over the next few weeks, it's going to continue to happen. Because after Indy, he then faces uh, New England, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh again. I mean, this is going to be a bad four weeks for Lamar Jackson. Sorry, not sorry. I've been telling you from the start it was going to happen, but Pinto. You know I'm a Lamar lover, but, I I mean, there's a lot of facts against him. I feel like right now he's a hold if you got him or a buy low if 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF if you want him, right? Because in his career, he's had, what, 15 turnovers? Of those 15 turnovers, seven of them have came to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So almost half of his turnovers are to the Steelers. They have his numbering, and they're facing, or he's facing them again. So that's not so good. But both these defenses are good, right? Both under 19 points each. Um, so very stout defenses. The Baltimore Ravens do lose Humphrey, but I mean, really, for the Indianapolis Colts, does that really matter that much? Not so much. Free, free the rookie running backs now, right? This is halfway through the season. We're freeing them all. Free J.K. Dobbins. Last week it happened. Sixty-six percent of the snaps. The Steelers have not allowed a 100-yard rusher all year. J.K. Dobbins, welcome to the NFL. First 100-yard rusher against the Pittsburgh Steelers who allowed 3.3 yards per carry prior to his 7.5 last week who ranked first in the league. He also ranked first in a bunch of other things, but missed tackles was second. Uh, third in rushing, 113 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Come on, just keep feeding this kid. He's my 16th ranked running back this week. And on the opposite side, JTT, Jonathan Taylor touchdown. Jonathan Thriven Taylor touchdown, right? Feed this kid. You're going to feed Trey Burton on some high school end around. Come on. Trey Burton has more touchdowns inside the red zone than Jonathan Taylor does. What are you doing? Come on, stop it, stop it, stop it. Get him in there. Free JTT. Last week he had 13 touches, guys. 13 touches. That's ridiculous. He hasn't had that few amount of touches since 2018 when the Wisconsin Badgers lost to Northwestern. So feed this kid wherever you can. He's just going to eat, feed him, let's go. And I'm not even going to talk about him not thriving this week because he's going ha- to thrive. I know he's got a little bit of an issue with his knee, but I think he's going to thrive. Come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use promo code BELLYUP when you sign up today, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus for your first deposit of $20 or more. So download the Thrive Fantasy app today, guys. Um, Let's go on to the Lions and the Vikings. The Lions making headlines 
headline news today with the emergence of Matt Stafford not coming to practice and then them putting him on the IR COVID list. The Lions 3-4, and four, the Vikings 2-5. and five. The Vikings seemingly could win this one extremely easily now with Matt Stafford not being there without Kenny Galladay being there. Jeez, uh, I mean, who do they have really? Chase Daniels at quarterback? Um, and DeAndre Swift, right? Uh, DeAndre Swift's probably going to have to have a big workload. Free him. All rookie running backs, free him all day. He finally got 38 snaps last week as opposed to all the other running backs getting close to 23, something like that. Um, what do y'all think? I, I, I just want to know what y'all are thinking about this game because it's just an enigma to me. This game is the most interesting to me this week. Yeah, I really like DeAndre Swift. It's kind of time for him to take over that job or the backfield. We saw him kind of start the year doing the receiving work and, and played pretty well. Uh, and then, you know, now he's showing flashes just running the ball. So I kind of, I like the matchup. Uh, the Vikings aren't particularly tough, and they're not going to be able to throw. I mean, backup quarterback, backup receivers, and Marvin Hall siding. I mean, he might be a, a guy to eyeball if you're needing late or deep uh, services of a wide receiver for your lineups this week. But on the other side of the ball, Dalvin Cook is going to eat. Thielen's going to eat. I really like the Vikings big in this one. Uh, I, I think they're really underachieving in the win-loss column. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Chris, not a Big Ten guy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I, I like the Vikings big in this game. I'll take the under on the 52-and-a-half. I just don't see the Lions doing a whole lot to score. Yeah, they do have TJ Hawkinson, though. My goodness, that guy's a beast. Uh, on the other side, I think Jefferson and Cook are must-starts. Uh, they're going to eat. Cook was a man-child last week, and if you didn't have him in DFS, you lost. No if, ands, or buts about it. My team, I was sitting there excited. Cook goes off. You just kick it. You're done. I'll see you next week. Uh, I think both these QBs are sneaky this week. And then you've said enough about Swift, but I, I, I mean, I've been writing articles about him. I'm very high on him. I think he's moving forward. He's a guy I want to have. Tom, what are you looking at? So what I'm looking at in this one is Chase Daniel. This is a man that's made over $34 million in his career. He's thrown, he's thrown seven touchdowns. Sounds Can like I, I saw him have a fella. I, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> I mean, no. In in reality, though, the limited play that he has actually isn't terrible. I mean, albeit it's five games started, but he's a 68.3% completion percentage for 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns, five interceptions. I mean, that's not terrible numbers over the course of five games. So – you know, if you're desperate for somebody, I don't think it's the worst play you could have. But really, what it tells me is that the guy, you know, the receivers for Detroit could still put up some decent numbers this week. It's not like you're having David Blau come in and struggle back there. Um, but the real highlight of this one is the fact that Detroit has the second worst defense against running backs. Dalvin Cook had four touchdowns last week. Three rushing, one receiving. He's going for at least 100 yards rushing. I'll be a little conservative here. 25 receiving yards on at least three receptions and two touchdowns. 
you know, three touchdowns. We're we're just gonna we're just gonna go with it. Three touchdowns. Bump it. Right. Um, no, I mean it's Dalvin Cook season. He's gonna eat this week. But with that being said, I mean, three touchdowns the week after you have four touchdowns, that's a little that's a little spicy. Real quick, can I give you something spicy before you talk about something spicy? I just realized in my notes that I had to say this and I missed it, Tom. Oh boy. Because Marco and Billy have a little feud going on, and this is a little spicy. We're talking about Dalvin Cook all all right now, right? He's just the man. Well, last week, guys, he's the first Dalvin Cook is the first player to have 180 yards plus 180 plus yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns in a game since the dream. I'm not talking about the Big Ten, guys. I'm talking about Raheem, the dream most start against the same. It, well, I, I, it was in the NFC East, the NFC Championship against the Packers. Both against the Packers, but the dream did it prior to Dalvin. And I'm sorry for interrupting, but I had to get that in because I know Billy and Marco have a little feud going on about the dream. It's all good. I mean, hey, you got to talk about the dream. He got hot. Dalvin Cook now getting hot. But now we're getting hot, right? Because we got Hoff Sauce. Hoff Sauce is handcrafted with farm-fresh jalapenos and habaneros. And Hoff's original Hoff Sauce has gone on to win numerous awards and gain international recognition. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. Every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is naturally vegan and gluten-free. So make sure you guys use code BELLYUP to get 10% off your order at hoffandpepper.com today. I know uh, I saw Ryan in here from Belly Up around for the weekend saying that was spicier than the smoking ghost hot sauce he tried last week. If you don't see him uh, on around for the weekend on Friday nights, he just did a taste test of all the Hoff sauce uh, last week, you're missing out if you're not checking him out. Ryan, uh, drop your handle in our chat so everyone can follow you, man. It's a good show. Uh, tune in, grab a brew, and just just kick back. Ryan's a good guy. Oh, yeah. And Marco, I am in sales. Don't worry, I could sell ice to an Eskimo. But with that being said, we're moving into Chicago, going into Tennessee, uh, over under 46 and a half. Honestly, I'm actually going with the under here. These guys, I think they're going to be running the ball a lot. I think we're going to slow down the you know the game and just run some clock. I think it might end up under that 46 and a half. Um, with that being said, though, Chicago, the third, excuse me, uh, yeah, third least points allowed to quarterbacks. Tannehill not going to have a great game. Second least points allowed to um, receivers. A.J. Brown probably not going to have a great game. But 11th most points allowed to tight ends and 19th to running backs. So you know, I mean, Vrabel's a smart guy. It is Henry and Jonu Smith season in Tennessee. These guys are going to go off against the Bears, and Nick Foles isn't going to be able to keep up. He can't do it. He's not going to. I'm sorry. But running back big this week, 
uh, like I said, I think they're going to run the ball a lot here, uh, both sides, uh, until Tennessee just starts to run down their throat, and then Nick Foles is going to throw four interceptions. Yeah, I mean, Monty for sure, he's just getting the huge volume right now. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of guys getting volume. So, Monty, 59 snaps per game, 47.6 of those are his touches. So, when he's out on the field, he's getting the ball some sort of way if they're screening it, giving him to a toss, or just like saying, here you go, take this ball and run this offense, guys. The Tennessee linebackers are good. So we'll have to see what Monty can do, but the volume is going to be there. Uh, He topped NFL's volume last week for running backs uh, as a top five guy with 84%. Um, And he's a top five guy from last week in red zone ops. So five times in the red zone last week, if they were screening it, we're just handing it off to him. Nick Foles kind of looked good last week in the one drive with A-Rob, right? And Mooney, golly. Uh, we got a question on him, what, a couple weeks ago, and I didn't know who this kid was. Billy came out of the closet and was like, Dar- uh, Darnell. See, I still can't get really? it right. Darnell Moody. Billy, you came out of the closet? I'm impressed, bro. Congrats. That's <laughs> 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 my bad. That's a, a bad choice of wording right there. Uh, <laughs> no one knew about this cat before, uh, before I even knew how to say his name. And it's, it was what eleven four. Still don't know how to say his name. So Darnell Mooney, the air yards are there. It's kind of like the Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller thing. It's gonna happen as long as he keeps getting these air yards thrown his way. And it finally happened, right? Then now with uh my boy Javon Wims. Come on, everyone saw that. That was crazy. Apparently, the dude though. Uh, was the same guy that got punched by Michael Thomas. So, old boy knows how to talk. He's probably really good. He's probably really good at fantasy football, too. He probably had Dalvin Cook and DK Metcalf on his team last week and played Javon Lynn. So, that's probably what started it all. But, Anthony Miller inserted into the Javon Wims role, and he's been there for a while. This is a guy I want to look at in DFS, but long shot, right? He had 44 snap, or 44% snaps. Then 65, 61, without Javon Wims, 81%. So he's out there. A good look. And, Ryan, you're going to have to tell – or, Billy, you and Ryan, tell me what's going on with John New Smith. I dropped TJ Hawkinson for this guy, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't handle it right now. I'm sorry, right? I wanted John New. I couldn't handle Hawkinson because of the shame that he brought to Jay Sternberger. And it's a little (laughs) bit more to my heart. You know, you play fantasy – with your heart on your sleeve. So what's going on with this on the opposite side for John U? Yeah, I am torn up about John U. I made a trade for John U in a home league, but I am really deep at wide receiver, but I let T Higgins go with the tight end situation and need building a nice lineup. And he has just let me down ever since I acquired him. I really thought last week he would have a, have a good game, uh, really good matchup this week. Uh, the bears are, they're number 11 against opposing tight ends, 11th most points to opposing tight ends. So it is a decent matchup for him. However, the Bears just aren't very giving. I mean, this is a tough defense against everyone else. But I think Ryan's point, A.J. Brown's back. That's John U, man. He's gone. When uh, when A.J. Brown's out, John U's money. When A.J. Brown's back, he is that whole passing offense. So I think, you know, Ryan's been on that since day one. So I'm just going to ride with uh, Ryan knows his shit. That's my opinion on that. But um, as far as the Titans go, 
uh, you know, not a whole lot. But uh, on the other side of the ball, I like Anthony Miller. He played pretty well last week, and like you said, with another guy out of the way. And uh, Darnell Mooney leading the team in, in snap percentage, 81 and 93% of the snaps the last two weeks. And he's starting to play well. Got in the end zone last week, uh, 12, 12 yards of target. So I, I like him. And, uh, man, I, I just can't get with uh, David Montgomery. The inconsistency just kills me. Yeah, I'll talk just briefly about this. I think AJB and Henry are matchup proof. Uh, Henry managed a serviceable fantasy day against that Pittsburgh defense. So I'm all in on that. AJB, we just need to see the more volume. I don't know if that's from Tannehill or if that's from Vrabel, but there's too many balls going anywhere but with AJB. And if you notice when the Titans went off last year and had that strong run to finish the year, Henry and AJB were eating every week. They need to be feeding those two monsters. Very few teams have that kind of elite production at those two positions. So uh, Tannehill needs to kind of wisen up and give him a little more target share. It's going to open up the defense for everybody else if they're fearing AJB the whole time. And I don't think there's a corner in the league that can cover him. I don't like much in Chicago. I still think Nick Foles sucks. You don't have anything else to say? I know Travis is saying he's better than Cam, but Cam sucks too. So, I, I mean, this poop smells worse than this poop. I, I don't think it's not that good either way. No, Kai, I did not say Fanny Dick. I don't know what that means. I said Nick Foles sucks. Guys, do you have anything to add on the fact that Nick Foles sucks, or should we move on to another team? Uh, one quick thing. Um, yeah, Nick Foles sucks. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. All right, we're moving on to a quarterback that I thought sucked and has really impressed me, Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater versus a quarterback that nobody thinks sucks, Pat Mahomes. Over under 52.5? Smash you over. Go over on this one. This is going to be a blowout, but they're not going to be able to stop Carolina from scoring at all. Uh, CMC's coming back, baby. He better come back. I got him in a guillotine league. Uh, But Kansas City's defense is too good, and it's going to cap the ceilings of some of these guys. But Kelsey and Tyreek are no-brainers every week. You you can't go wrong starting those guys. They're going to score. They're going to get the production that you drafted them in those places to get. Outside that, I think I've said this multiple times, is it Robinson? Is it Hardman? CEH is the back still to own there because of the volume, but now Lev Bell's going to get the vultures for the touchdowns, which guys, which I don't like any of the receivers for Carolina for this one particular week, just because of the defense and they're going to have to throw. And I think they're going to know that. And so they're not going to sell out to stop the run because they're actually pretty good against the run. So I'm going to avoid Carolina just this week, even though I think there is some value there. I don't know which one it's going to be. Tom. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, Carolina's got the fourth worst D against running backs. Uh, I could see whoever's in the backfield for Kansas City having an, uh, a solid game. The only concern for me is that they just split it up too much and it breaks up to Lev Bell gets, you know, 15 carries and CEH gets 12 carries and it just dilutes them enough that neither one is a solid fantasy option. I think either one could be an RB2 at worst. I, I, I don't think that there's a, a low floor for them. But Teddy Bridgewater, man, I mean, he has some off weeks. Don't get me wrong. He's not the most consistent guy out there week in and week out. I think there's going to be a good week, particularly if you have Christian McCaffrey out there. I mean, you look at the first couple weeks of the season when he did have Christian McCaffrey, and he was he was doing all right. Um, I mean, you got to keep in mind that any time he dumps it off to CMC out in the flat, when Christian McCaffrey goes and does his thing, running up yard for 30 yards after the catch, that's yards for Teddy Bridgewater. Every time Christian McCaffrey goes 30 yards for a touchdown, that's a touchdown for Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, 
I, I think that he'll have a solid game this week. Um, I, I think that the run game will be a bit more stuffed by uh, Kansas City than the pass game. Chris? Man, I feel like we need to get you a Teddy Bridgewater jersey for sure. Like, that's your dude this season. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because he's he's playing lights out right now. And that's without run CMC. CMC's at practice. I own him in a couple leagues, and I'm super excited because I feel like he's going to play against the 7-1 Kansas City Chiefs. And I feel like Carolina has a chance to win this game. Uh, which is wild, right? Um, but CMC is the difference maker, isn't he? Um, Carolina, just, they can't stop him. If he's on the field, they can't stop him. Robbie Anderson, too. I mean, second in receiving yards after contact. He's second only to the, the manimal DK Metcalf. So he's really first in human terms. And then in alien terms, DK takes first, right? But... Come on, Mike Davis getting 85% of the, sh- the snaps, leading the NFL in running back snaps. CMC's about to eat against this defense. On the opposite side, though, Carolina giving up 25 points roughly, 9 through the air, 12 through the ground, um, 29th against Patrick Mahomes, essentially, right? Patrick Mahomes has been on fire in the back half of this season. Um, he's already surpass a lot of his numbers from prior seasons and him and Kelsey are just lights out. Kelsey is one of two receivers with 40 plus targets and zero drops. Kelsey actually leads the NFL with 48 receptions and zero drops. So knock on wood, he's probably going to drop one this weekend for a touchdown because I said that, but we'll move on from that. Um, And Lev Bell and CEH, right? This is CEH's backfield, right? Could Lev Bell be the new vulture? Yeah, because CEH has had 76%, of snaps. Insert Lev Bell, 47% of snaps. Lev Bell and CEH are going to have a split in this backfield. Um, Andy Reid loves Lev Bell for some reason. So I think Lev Bell's about to eat. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, actually, this matchup isn't that great for the Panthers' offense. The Chiefs are pretty good against everybody, but they are mediocre against the running back. So it does give Teddy Bridgewater some upside as much as they throw to the running back position. Uh, the Chiefs, I'm playing everybody. Um, you know, you, you got to play Tyreek. You got to you got to play Kelsey. Uh, and McCall Hardman's kind of shown some flashes. I mean, he's always a good deep threat if you're in, in a rough spot. Uh, I think this game, there's going to be a, a lot of scoring, actually. I'll take the over in it, but I do think the Chiefs pull away late. Uh, the defense has been playing really good against wide receivers. No wide receivers over 50 yards receiving the last three games. So they've really tidied it up since they got hit deep uh, by, the, by the Raiders a few times by Ruggs and Aguilar. So uh, as far as CEH and, and Lev Bell goes, I was huge on CEH coming into the season. So I'm kind of bummed about the Lev Bell addition. From a fantasy perspective, I do like the addition to the team, but the the split, uh, I mean, it is a 50-50 split, which really caps uh, CEH, especially where guys like me and most of us, you know, drafted him. So uh, he's not going to live up to that expectation, unfortunately, with Lev Bell in the backfield. Uh, so we're going to call Lev Bell the invader. 
in in light of our next sponsor, Invader Coffee, our newest sponsor and partner, Invader Coffee, for the coffee lover who loves good quality coffee with no BS and no filler. Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company, proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic, air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you the value you deserve from your morning boost. 100% organic coffee beans from free trade farms, whole or ground options. 100% air-roasted coffee, 100% money-back guarantee. And use our promo code BELLYUP and save 15% from your first order. So now that we're awake... We get a lot more exciting matchup. This is a big game. Seattle traveling all the way east to the Buffalo Bills, over under a 55 with two defenses that can really, really be had uh, from pretty much everybody on offenses. <clears throat> so Russell Wilson, the quarterback, won this year. He's got 25 fantasy points in six of his team's seven games and four touchdowns or more in four of the seven. He's the MVP this year, and I'm not sure he gets caught right now. As long as the Seahawks keep winning, uh, he, he's – He's going to run away with this thing, you guys. And DK Metcalf, wide receiver one, a league-high 18.9 yards per reception within receivers with 20 or more catches this year, which is just ridiculous. And he's fourth in receiving yards. And Lockett's wide receiver four uh, in, in fantasy points right now. So, I mean, two top five guys being supported by Russell Wilson right now in an offense that we're not really used to seeing let it rip like this. And both guys have seven touchdowns, which is tied for the league lead. So they're just balling out of control right now. Uh, Diggs. Uh, John Brown, I like both of these guys. Fingers crossed that John Brown plays. Uh, the offense is really hums when he's in there. First couple weeks of the year, two really good outings for John Brown and Stephon Diggs was performing well, and that's when we saw our best Josh Allen also when he had both of those guys in the game. But uh, Diggs is wide receiver six, six-plus receptions in six of seven games. And at the running back position, I'm, I'm really liking uh, Zach Moss over Singletary. He had six red zone touches last week to Singletary's one uh, being back in the lineup and, and scored two touchdowns. And he also outsnapped Devin Singletary. So kind of showing what the Bills are wanting to do. They're wanting to get single, uh, wanting to get Moss going, even though they're going to still kind of split that backfield. So both guys have some RB2 value. Zach Moss definitely has the touchdown upside. And I like a spot start for DJ Dallas. Uh, Buffalo had allowed 102 yards last week to Damian Harris. Uh, DJ Dallas, if he's going to get, you know, 15-plus carries again, I, I like the opportunity he has in a flex spot. Yeah. Uh, first, Seattle all day, every day. The Seattle offense give me every single piece of this I can get. Uh, Buffalo's defense was not what we thought it was. Neither is Seattle's. So give me everything in Buffalo, too. I want all of this. I mean, Allen and Wilson, to me, are elite options. DK is another matchup-proof receiver. I don't care who's covering him. If Chris Carson plays, he's an RB1 this week. I love Diggs. I love Smoke Brown if he's if he's going to get some run. This is going to be high scoring. I think Olsen is a super sneaky play. I also think, and I'm going to be mad if this backfires on me against some of you guys in the leagues I'm in, but I think right now is the time to start looking at getting Rashad Penny. I think he's been on the waiver wire for too long, and when he comes back, him and his 5.7 yards per carry are going to slot right in as the RB2, and if Carson goes down, you're going to be loving that. Tom, what are you thinking? Well, I'm uh, actually going on right now to pick up Penny, so thank you for that tip. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so here's my biggest thing with this. I hate the comparison of DK to Calvin Johnson. I want it to stop, for the time being at least. Until he has 
double coverage pressing him at the line like it's punt coverage. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I don't want to hear anybody comparing him to Calvin Johnson because I'm sorry, it's nobody has been covered like that aside from Calvin Johnson. Right? That's so true. Once once we see anything like that, great, you got it. Make the comparison, but um, I had to get that off my chest. Chris, you're on mute. I assume you're agreeing though by your face. <laughs> sorry. Yes, <laughs> I saw the picture. It was like, and I saw like it looked like he was a gunner. Yeah. And he had two guys on him, but it was not. It was. It Here's was the an thing, though. It play. wasn't just once. The, I know the picture you're talking about. A lot of people lately were circulating the picture against the Saints. The Eagles also did it with, I believe. Don't quote me on this. I haven't checked into it, but I, I'm thinking at that time it would have been like Namdi Asamoa with like a safety coming down to help him. Namdi Asamoa is a was a top tier corner at that time. You still need double coverage pressing him at the line. I mean, don't get me wrong, DK, incredible, not at that level yet. Um, but with all that being said, smash the over, smash the over, smash the over in this game. It's going to be a shootout. These Both these teams are going to go off. Seattle doesn't really worry about defense. They did what the Cowboys thought that they could do going into this season, where you don't worry about a defense. I'm just going to score 50 points a game. And they do it, and they win. They're 6-1, and one, right? The Cowboys can't do that. That didn't work. Dak has one leg. Sorry, Marco. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, this is going to be a shootout. Josh Allen is going to go for 350, 400 yards, three or four touchdowns. Russell Wilson, same thing, 350 plus yards, three or four touchdowns. I mean, I don't think uh, if it's me, I'm staying away from the running backs uh, in Buffalo for sure. Too much of a split. I don't think they're going to get enough touches combined to really make it worth your while. Seattle, maybe you can get away with it, but to me, this isn't the week I would go out of my way to pick a Seattle running back to start. Chris? Man, I just want to talk about DK Metcalf a little bit more. I mean, like we haven't been talking about him a little bit. Um, I see there's a little comment over. I'm sure it's from Marco or something talking about the Eagles and the Cowboys. Tommy can take care of that. But it's not America's team, Marco. <laughs> that's probably okay. That's fair. Uh, DK Metcalf, he's achieved a couple things in this first half of the year. He has been the youngest player 22 years in pro football's database to go 12, 161, and 2 in a game. So, 
Hats off to him. Congratulations for being a beast. Also, he is crushing single coverage. You can't single cover this guy because he leads the league in, what does this say? 407 yards against single coverage, and he has the most by any second-year wide receiver. So, Ryan, I don't know if it was me, you, Billy, Dan. Uh, we'll have to go back, Billy. Uh, this weekend's going to be pretty fun when we go back to all this footage, talking about how good DK Metcalf will be this season prior to the year. Maybe it was Tom giving a hot tip at the beginning of the year. We will find that and get that posted because DK Metcalf, wide receiver one, is definitely a possibility. On the opposite side of that, though, is my wide receiver five for the week is Stefan Diggs against this crazy, not good defense of Dunbar, Griffin, and Flowers. Stefan Diggs is going to eat against this. He's getting seven targets per game, and it's going to be more for this. Um, it's almost going to be poetic how Stefan Diggs is going to score on this team because DK and Tyler Lockett will score, but Diggs will just, you know, tiptoe in um, almost like he's playing a jazz flute, like Ron Burgundy style. Speaking about jazz flutes, guys, jazz sportsbook. Check out jazz sportsbook, one of our oldest sponsors. Jazz Sportsbook and Casino, they have a ton of great features like same-day payouts, uh, live streaming, live betting, and available 24-7 money availability. Use hashtag promo code BUS150 for 150 payouts up to a $1,000 match. Uh, when you sign up, go to jazzsports.com. Chris, I have a favor. Please, please don't ever talk about jazz flutes again. <laughs> Bring one. I love jazz flutes. Uh, I I texted both of y'all, or I texted all three of y'all today. What I love, I'm a movie fanatic. I'm like, uh, like that can be like if I was a movie critic, that would be my dream job forever. I watched Bill and Ted the third movie. The third, have y'all seen that? Y'all watch Not that? No, y'all watch the first two. Yeah. Tom. I've seen the first two. You watched the first two, Tom? Yeah. Billy, you have not? Okay, Billy, first of all, after this show, you're watching the first one, then the second one, and then I'm going to send you the third one. But you got homework. You didn't even know. The third one's good. It's really good, okay? it's It hits you in the heart. It's really good. It ties the whole scene. It's a trilogy, right? Makes it a trilogy. But off on a tangent, jazz flute is in that movie too, Tom. Okay, it's intricate. Yeah, Tom. It's intricate to saving the universe, saving the world. You know, wild stallions. I think Chris plays. I think Chris spends a little too much time playing the skin flute. So, Ooh, definitely not that. On. Definitely not that. <laughs> definitely don't have a problem with that on them, boys. You go on them, boys. That's. <laughs> well, Billy came out with right, earlier team, today, so obviously I turn a phrase. Raiders Chargers. We're going to edit this out this weekend, okay? We're going to edit this whole section out. This whole like ten, there's like twenty comments going on right now. I don't want to deal with those right now, okay? We're going to talk about the Raiders and the Chargers now, okay, guys? The four and three Raiders, the two and five Chargers, the over under of this game. I'm going to smash the over of fifty three and a half. Because there's so many 
crazy fancy pieces in this game. You got Derek Carr, you got Justin Herbert, Josh Jacobs, Henry Ruggs, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Oh my lord, Darren Waller is eating this season as the tight end number three. He's my tight end two for the year right now. And he's just, if anything happens in Kansas City, Darren Waller is a tight end one, regardless of what happens. So, guys, Justin Herbert, I want to talk about this guy real quick. The guy that I slept on, Billy made me feel good about myself, but it was more so like the, uh, here you go, here's your participation trophy, Chris. Because I was like, God, Tyrod Taylor, Ty God's going to have it. And Billy was like, you know what? You missed on the quarterback, but you knew the situation was good. And, you know, for like three seconds, I was like, all right, that's cool. And then after that, I was like, what the fuck? Damn, I missed on that real bad. Okay. But Justin Herbert, man, at what? Sorry. Since week three, the quarterback number five, he is this year's Lamar Jackson, guys. Don't put that bad juju on him. What Lamar Jackson won titles last season. Yeah, and the next he was year. A guy that people got off the waiver wire like I have done, and he will win you a champion script. Okay? He will do it. Quarterback 10 right now, but as of three is the quarterback five. Josh Jacobs on the opposing side is my running back 11 for the week, uh, and he hits at running back 11 right now. This should be a good game for both of these players. Uh, Darren Waller, obviously, smash play. Billy, tight end you. What do you think, man? Yeah, definitely want want me some Darren Waller. And he's a guy, uh, like Ryan put it, matchup proof. This guy's in your lineup all the time regardless. And Hunter Henry could have a decent game in this one. I expect a shootout, even though he's been a little bit underwhelming for us, uh, you know, us owners lately. But uh, this one, I think the starts of this game, Keenan Allen is going to have a monster outing against the Raiders. Uh, they have allowed every num- team's number one wide receiver, except for the Patriots week three, to have 75 or more yards receiving and just eat the targets. And and Herbert goes to Keenan out a lot. And I like Mike Williams to get going too. Uh, I really like this game. I like the over. If I've got a piece of it, I'm finding a way to get these guys in my lineup. And I, I kind of like Ruggs, deep threat, get going. He could have a couple bombs in this one. We saw him do it against the Chiefs. And the Raiders play better in, in these divisional matchups. They know the importance of these games. Billy, you said that they didn't allow at least 75 yards to the Patriots' number one wide receiver? Yeah, Nikhil Harry and, uh, every, well, everybody had a terrible game. Right? Yeah, the Patriots don't have a number one wide receiver. That's the, <laughs> yeah. the same <laughs> thing, man. Well, Nikhil and Edelman, they're their number ones. Neither one had uh, – Isaiah Ford, right? Isaiah Ford just got traded over there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do have De- Demir Cat, who's – or it's Demir Bird. That's what Demir it is. Demir Bird, there you go. Yeah. He's not a mere cat. He's a mere bird. Their <laughs> receivers are bad. They're worse than that joke. Uh, were you finished, Billy? Go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, for me, the 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 Mike and Keenan dichotomy moving forward, I think, starts to even out. Uh, but that being said, I look them as both high-level receivers moving forward. Uh, I'm seeing all this stuff about Eckler's uh, actually legit can come back this week. Uh, I don't think he's going to, but I'm hearing week 10 rumors now. Uh, but then somebody was saying today that they had a video where he's saying he can't even sprint yet. So I don't know what's going on with Eckler, but that's going to – I'm looking forward to seeing Herbert have his full arsenal of weapons. I expect both of these offenses to get going this week. It's, Jacobs concerns me, but I think that there's a lot of stuff going around. Same for this offense. I want to see them healthy. 
in all of them. Is Edwards going to play? Because I love Ruggs. I want to see Edwards play with him. I want to see everybody going. Uh, Derek Carr has been excellent this year. So I think it's going to be a high school. I'm smashing the over. Tom, what do you think? Smash that over, man. Like we said, shootout. This is going to be a quarterback battle. Derek Carr, I think, surprised a lot of people this year. I, I wouldn't say I necessarily got surprised, but I didn't anticipate it, I guess. I knew he had the ability to be a good quarterback, but would he actually do it? That was yet to be seen. Um, but looking at the defenses here, I mean, Chargers, fourth worst defense against quarterbacks, just primed and ready for Carr to have a big game. The Raiders, ninth worst quarterback, uh, or excuse me, ninth worst defense against quarterbacks. Um, I mean, H God here gonna snap on them. We brought that up last week. H God, that's the new name for for Justin Herbert. Uh, I mean, these guys I'm are okay gonna, with that. Yeah, we went from Ty God to H God, and there we go. Um, but I, I think I'm pretty safe in saying Henry Rogue's gonna have at least one touchdown this weekend, uh, one big play that's gonna put him in the end zone. Um. And then I think we got the next game, right, boys? Oh, yeah. So my other – one of my other favorite quarterbacks going into the year, uh, Denver 3-4, and four, Drew Locke going into Atlanta 2-6. and six. Um, Real quick, Atlanta won a game, guys. They didn't blow a fourth-quarter lead. That That's possible? That uh, I thought that was against the rules. I don't know. Denver, uh, very good run defense, um, allowing the third least points to running backs. I'm actually fading Gurley when possible this week. I mean, he's had a good season, not great, but I think this is going to be a rough week for him. Um, On the other hand, though, Drew Locke, like I was saying, has his swagger back. He might have lost a little bit of the the dance moves over there after the the game-winning touchdown last week. Uh, It's not quite put on you know, rapping word for word over on the sideline. But Drew Locke's feeling good. He's ready to go. He's got weapons finally over in uh, in Denver there. So I do expect, like I said, Drew Locke's going to take this one. Um, I think Jerry Judy and KJ Ham are going to have big weeks. Um, and, I mean, you got two healthy running backs all of a sudden. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. They're taking this one. Chris? Man, last week, Deshaun Hamilton, though, right? He kind of ate it up. 18.2 points. Um, Big 10. Yeah, there you go. Big 10 guy. Uh, It just means more. But Jerry Judy posted highs last week in yards at 73, targets at 10, routes at 44, and also a snap percentage of 89. Jerry Judy is the future of this team, obviously the wide receiver one. And he is tied amongst three other, or two other wide receivers uh, for 15-plus yards reception with Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb. So this category of guys, these guys out of this rookie class of wide receivers, obviously all just 
eating, right? Just phenomenal guys. And now after this wild off season, wild, no preseason, these guys are finally clicking with their quarterbacks and getting free. Right. So um, for the Atlanta side though, I'm always going to go with my guy, Julio. Riding him till I die right now. Last week against the Panthers, uh, he had five receptions of 15 yards or more. The entire Panther organization last week had four. Eat it, Panthers. Let's go, Julio. Julio tied Randy Moss with 35 games of 125 yards last week. The Denver DBs this week, Callahan and maybe A.J. Bouye, who's questionable to play, are not going to be able to handle Julio. Calvin Ridley's day-to-day with a foot injury, which is kind of sad. But I had Julio as my wide receiver one, so I'm loving it right now. Um, He's my wide receiver four on the week. So we'll see what Julio can do. And then Gurley, more SEC love, right? They're giving this guy the opportunity in the red zone. No one eats on this team more in the red zone than Gurley, and he's finishing it as well. So... Go Todd, go Julio, Atlanta love, SEC. Billy, take it away. I like the Broncos offense in this one. Noah Fant and Albert O are in for big days. They've both been playing really well at the tight end position, and the Falcons don't stop anybody in the passing game. So if you have a Bronco, throw them in. Uh, I mean, not uh, not the greatest matchup for Gurley. The Broncos are the toughest against opposing running backs. But, I mean, you know, Gurley, he gets red zone touches, so uh, he's still a bit uh, touchdown dependent, but we kind of knew that. He's been that all year. I mean, ha- he's not gaining a lot of yards. It's, he's getting in the end zone because they get close. He's the man. So, I mean, Gurley, you're, I'm sitting him this week just because I'm tempering my expectations. But, I mean, if he punches in two touchdowns and has his 40 yards, uh, you know, he's right there where, where you need him to be as your RB2 or a flex guy. So, uh, I expect this to be a high-scoring game. Ultimately, I just think the Broncos are a more quality team, uh, but the Falcons' defense has been much better as of late. Last three weeks, they've actually been relatively tough. So, uh, I mean, this could shape up to be a stinker. However, uh, you know, the numbers are the numbers. Uh, I like it. I'm playing it. about everybody I can get in this game. Yeah, I, I you brought up a good point, Billy. I was hopeful that at some point we would get to see a Fant-Albert O double tight end set and with Locke and Sutton and Judy, and I was just going, oh, man. But obviously we don't have Sutton. But seeing those two tight ends on the field <laughs> at the same time has been really exciting. Uh, to me, this is going to be an offensive battle per se. I can't get over the fact that I am so much higher on Philip Lindsay now than Melvin Gordon moving forward. I, d- I don't know if it's the eyeball test or what it is. I just watched Lindsay play. He looks better. He looks better. Uh, I still suspect that Gordon's going to get uh, suspended at some point. Uh, so I am iffy on Denver because I just don't like the situation with the backfield that much. And then I know that Judy and uh, – where's Tim Patrick? It's going to be Noah Fant, and it might be Alberto. I think this is going to be a goldmine for DFS. It's just finding the right nuggets. Do uh, you have anything else to add to this one before we go on to my boy? All right, I'm going to go on to my boy, Magic Mike Jacecki. Uh It is Tua time and Jacecki time. Tua needs to get with Jacecki. No Gaskin is going to mean more airtime for Miami against the high-scoring Arizona team. So Devontae Parker is going to benefit as well. Miami has a pretty solid defense, but Hopkins is matchup proof. Uh, we have a Christian Kirk emergence. This is where we were starting him at the beginning of the year. This is the Kirk we thought we were going to see, and he's finally here. 
So I like him as a flex, even a buy guy receiver for you. Uh, no Kenyon Drake. Give me some Edmonds. Let's see how he handles this volume because his limited role has been – he's outperformed Drake in almost every category except for that one big game against the Dallas defense that we all four could rush 150 yards for. So for me, Tua, I want to see more. I am slightly nervous about Jaseki more than I have been all year just because I don't even know if Tua can throw, to be realistic. He didn't do much of it. Parker caught a great pass, but he didn't show me that he could throw that much. He just didn't make a bunch of mistakes. So uh, I may be eating my crow if Tua turns out to kill Jaseki's rest of the year. I need Tua to get with Jaseki now. And that should be the weapon that is he's utilizing most because he's a monster and he's a big target. And he's a safety blanket. Tom, tell me how great Jaseki is. Uh, he's from Penn State, so he's fantastic. Hey. <laughs> uh, so here's my thing. I don't trust Tua. I just don't. We had a conversation about, uh, I think it was Sunday, we were the, you know, this group was talking about. He's, oddly enough, Tua is not actually a lefty. He's actually naturally a right-handed guy. His dad forced him to throw left-handed, and now he's an NFL quarterback, and he's left-handed. It's remarkable. That's pretty impressive. Evidently, he's a great athlete, and I'd be very curious as to see what would happen if he actually threw with his right hand, how it would go. Um, but with that being said, as a left-handed quarterback, the only real successful guys that were left-handed that actually carried success were Michael Vick and Steve Young. I don't know if two is going to be either of those guys or anywhere near that. I don't know if we're going to see any real success out of Tua that's worth mentioning in any sort of long-term scenario and short-term in game two. I mean, he put up what four fantasy points last week. I don't have confidence going into a second week based on that. I need to see something out of him in order to actually put him into my lineup. Um, I mean, with that being said, I mean, Miami is, they've been an enigma this year. I don't know how they're four and three. I don't think that that's going to continue. I think they're going to have to try and put the ball into his hand, but I, I can see him creating a lot of turnovers against Arizona. So Arizona, start whoever you got because they're going to blow up this score. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that, Tom. I mean, Arizona, my guy Kyler Murray out there, New Hopkins. Yeah, you don't have Kenyon Drake anymore, but you got Chase Edmonds, man. And like Brian mentioned earlier, this guy has thrived every single opportunity that he's had without Kenyon Drake. Uh, Chase Edmonds season rock and roll right with him. Um, Kyler Murray, though, right now, seven rushing touchdowns. That's tied for the most of any quarterback in the first seven games since 06. So Kyler Murray is lighting it up right now. He's a quarterback two on the year. Um, he's a one in three ball every time he's thrown it deep to nuke. Uh, so I'm riding that all day and he's got a 75% pers- or, yes, 75% of the time is a clean pocket to throw at him. So his offensive line is rolling. Chase Edmonds should do good with his offensive line. Duke Hopkins, number one in the league with uh, 19 receptions on play action passes. So Kyler Murray, I love it to a, like you guys said though, I just got to see a little bit more. I don't see him doing too much. He's my quarterback 20. So, Billy, what are you taking from this game? On the Cardinals side of the ball, you know, definitely new. 
Uh, he's going to have a big day. You're definitely starting Kyler. Uh, and I'm excited for Chase Edmonds to get this opportunity. He's going to be uh, featured in my start set article. Just love the matchup for him. Um, and, and I kind of like Christian Kirk as, too, as well, too, this week. Uh, he's kind of gotten going, scoring some touchdowns and becoming more and more of a part of this offense. I think kind of more as he gets healthy and more as they start to mesh. So I really like it. I think this is going to be a blowout. I think the Dolphins are going to get whiffed. Uh, Gusecki, uh, Tua needs to find Gusecki as much as possible. Parker on the outside by himself. Uh, he's going to have to make big plays for Tua. You know, a lot of those throws last week were pretty inaccurate. Even the touchdown pass he threw uh, was, you know, not a very good decision. I mean, Parker was totally covered and already getting hit and taken to the ground when he made the catch. So uh, the Cardinals are really tough against the tight end. Uh, they've only given up 50 yards to a tight end one time. So, um, you know, this could be a low-scoring game uh, for the Cardinals, but to a better find Gusecki against the odds this week, uh, he needs him. He needs him bad. Uh, but that being said, onto the next game. This uh, this game first word that comes to mind is bloodbath with the Pittsburgh Steelers seven and zero coming off the impressive divisional win over the Ravens, visiting the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. Over under a forty one and a half, and I'll I'm taking the over, and I'll tell you why because I think the Steelers probably score forty one themselves. So I, I uh, just think this is going to just be an outright butt kick. And the Pittsburgh's the number three defense overall. Dallas is the fifth worst in the NFL. It's kind of the tail of the tape, I guess. Uh, Dallas is also the league's worst defense against the run. They have a lot of eleven rushing touchdowns and five point yard, five point one yards per carry, which is third worst in the NFL. Uh, I'm definitely going to play Connor against that uh, coming off kind of an underwhelming week last week in a tougher matchup against Baltimore. But I'm also playing Cooper, maybe CD. Pittsburgh has allowed five wide receivers that have 95-plus yards, and they give up the eighth most points to wide receivers. I mean, very good defense, uh, but, you know, they do get thrown on a little bit on the outside. <clears throat> I'm starting, So I'm starting all the wide receivers and Connor from Pittsburgh side. I really like Chase Claypool uh, with Dallas allowing the fourth most points to wide receivers and eighth most points. Uh, to running back. So uh, I really like uh, Chase Claypool in this matchup. That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, nothing really interests me on the Dallas side unless, uh, you know, you got one of those two wide receivers that you're starting obligatory, I guess. Yeah, your yours was bloodbath. Mine is, oh, goodness, uh, this is going to get ugly real fast. I, as well, actually am expecting a Claypool eruption. I think we're going to see who the real wide receiver one is in Pittsburgh, and I think it is Claypool. Uh, I did. I never thought I would say that because I'm a big Juju fan, but Claypool's just more fantasy talented in my opinion. I see a huge game for Connor. Uh, I see a huge game for Ben. I just say no to Dallas. Like Billy said perfectly, if you have Cooper, if you have Zeke, or you, you kind of have to start them almost against anybody just because their ceiling is still there. But, man, I'd much rather double down on some Pittsburgh in this week. Again, Claypool DFS, he, this might be a Claypool game where if you don't have him, you lose. Tom? Yeah. Um, it's going to get ugly. I mean, play anybody you have from Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, like you said, Claypool, I think that is going to be their wide receiver one as they move forward here. He's a stud. He's got size, speed, hands. He'll do it all. Um, as far as Dallas goes, Zeke's going to get stuffed. They're going to know he has to run the ball because who's playing at quarterback? Is it Ben DiNucci? Probably not. Is it Cooper Rush? He's on the practice squad. They might call him up apparently. He's a starter. Is he? It's not Garrett Gilbert. 
Yeah, Garrett Gilbert also being talked about. Yeah, it's it sounds like it's between the two of them. I have heard it's more likely Cooper Rush. I know he spent a lot more time in the system than Gilbert, so it would make sense. But regardless, those aren't good options to have. I'm, you're you're talking about now a fourth string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. It's not pretty. It's not going to be a great game for them. I honestly would, if you have their receivers, I'm sorry. It's just. You were expecting the world. You were promised it the first couple of weeks of the season, and then it just got crushed like Dak's leg. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. That's no. so bad. So yeah. bad. I do feel bad for that one. Still still feel bad for Dak. But, yeah, no, it's, it is going to be a just a mauling of the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry World. Jerry might go play quarterback himself. Chris? You know, we saw some of those memes. And there's definitely some props that we could talk about during this game. But, you know, we've talked about everything that we could. My heart just goes out, and I'm just going to make this a little segment about Dak because the person who won Manscaped cares about the Manscaped prize from us loves Dak. Guys, Dak averaged 32.6 points per game, which led the NFL, which led – quarterbacks in fantasy. Dalton averaged 6.5. The Nooch averaged 9 in a first half. Average yards per pass with Dak at the helm was 7.7. That was tied for second, was the number three guy in the league. Without Dak, it's 3.4. They are now last in the league. CeeDee Lamb had the opportunity to be the offensive rookie of the year this year with Dak. And that's just not going to happen right now. He will be the second-year breakout guy that we talk about. He will be the DK Metcalf of next year. No doubt about that in my mind. I'm drafting him so high next year with my running backs. You know what I'm saying? So, Dak, pay this man. Make him your quarterback. Prop him up. Prop me is the new innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind, guys. It makes betting from person to person easier than ever. Just download the app and join the fun at PropMeLLC.com today, guys. This is probably the best game of the week, though, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, the GOAT Tom Brady, the guy who's breaking all sorts of records, setting records, Drew Brees, 
the possibility that you can see Michael Thomas versus Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and Gronk all on Sunday night is so good. Five and two, six and two, over under on this game is 52 points. Obviously, you know me, guys. I'm smashing the over on this because I think everyone's about to score. Bray's going to score two rushing touchdowns. Breeze will score one. AK-47 is going to have two touchdowns. Rojo and Fournette will have two touchdowns. Michael Thomas will have it. You know, it's just, just going to be really crazy. But we'll temper actions with what we've seen so far. And what we've seen so far is Gronk and Brady. Tom, you and I have been doing this since the inception of Belly Up Fancy Live. And you know how much of an affinity I have for Gronk and Brady. My friends know how much of an affinity I have for Gronk and Brady. But, guys, I'm just going to count this a little bit more. Gronk and Brady right now, over the past three weeks, 192 yards, two touchdowns, 44 and two 44.2 points in PPR four nine skills has Gronk at the tight end number two on the year. Red zone targets are leading the year or leading the league uh, second to Kelsey and Waller. But there's Gronk. No one thought that was going to happen. Gronk, guys, come on. I'm just going to get off of it. But obviously, Mike Evans, touchdown scoring machine. And tout him one time, and then I'm going to let you go with it, guys. Mike Evans is a machine with Brady. Brady is the GOAT. Brady's elevating everyone. Everyone on this team is going to score. Like I mentioned, Tom, they're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl because they're hosting it. First team in NFL history to do that. But here we go. James Bradbury versus Mike Evans. Over a three-year period in seven to nine games, I believe. Bradbury has held Mike Evans to zero touchdowns. With Tom Brady, Evans wins. Evans gets his touchdown against Bradbury. Y'all take it away from me now. I think the uh, Tom Brady-led Buccaneers get their payback over the Saints from that early season loss. Uh, the Saints are kind of reeling. Defense playing pretty well. Um, you know, Is Mike Thomas back this week? I know he's practicing, but let's hope he's back and he's healthy. Um, but, uh, you know, also missing Emmanuel Sanders and AK-47 got a little foot injury. So the foot thing is really touchy. So something to always worry about. The Buccaneers are kind of coming together all at once. Mike Evans is kind of out of that hamstring woe. Chris Godwin's back on the field. Antonio Brown's in the mix this week. And, of course, Gronk has just been killing it with a touchdown three straight games. Uh, the Saints are uh, really giving to, to the tight end position, giving, giving up the fourth most points to tight ends. They've given up gobs of touchdowns. I think Gronk scores a couple, two, maybe three touchdowns in this one uh, as as the, this game gets rolling. And just, you know, I, I really think the Buccaneers run away with it late. And I think uh, Brady puts Breeze in the, in the rear view forever as far as the career touchdown passes. They're one apart, 561 or 560 right now. You know, they're both uh, race to the finish on that one. I think Brady buries them this week with four, maybe five touchdown passes in a statement game. Yeah, this is going to be a crazy game. The Bucks are on fire recently. Brady's going to destroy. It's a huge game for him. Uh, Gronk is going to eat. Fournette is going to assert himself as the RB to own in that backfield. 
But that doesn't mean Ronald Jones is gone. He's still going to be viable. Uh, I think AB scores if he plays. But for me, who I don't know who's going to win this game because unless if Michael Thomas doesn't play, there's no way. If Michael Thomas plays, I expect this game to be closer uh, just because he's Michael Thomas. But I think I'm going to fade Kamara in DFS this week. I mean, obviously to start him in other formats, but for DFS, I just think there's better options against better situations. They're going to probably sell out to stop Kamara if MT doesn't play as well. Also, Brees' shoulder is concerning. They're saying that he's missing practice now. Tom, what do you think, brother? I think you nailed it with Evans. If he plays, this is going to be a very tight game. Um, you know, he is really the heart and soul of this offense. I know you got Alan Kamara. I know you got Drew Brees. I know you got Gadget Man, Taysom Hill. But Mike Evans is what makes or breaks – the Saints offense is what it seems from being a good offense, just not bad to actually a, a top tier offense. Um, if he's not playing, this game is no question going to the Bucks. Um, like you said, though, Breeze shoulder questionable. People are talking about going into the year. The last couple of years, he's missed a couple games mid season where he's had some time where he's able to kind of rest the shoulder middle of the season that he's able to keep going late in the year. He hasn't had that this year. He's playing, you know, he's week nine. He hasn't missed any time. And it seems like that shoulder's starting to give. So I'm a little curious if Drew Brees does go down, do you roll with the man you just brought in that threw six million interceptions last year and famous Jameis? Is he going to steal away some more interceptions? Or do you go with the man who you've said time and time again is your future franchise quarterback who's 30 years old and I just hasn't really impressed as a, a passer in the league in Taysom Hill? I mean, I feel like you got to go with Jameis, but you've also talked up Taysom Hill, and what does that do to him if you, you don't give him the opportunity? So uh, curious to see what happens there. As far as Tampa Bay goes, I don't trust Antonio Brown yet. The main reason being, number one, obviously first week back, it's been a while since he's played. And number two, there's too many weapons in the offense. Bringing him in actually knocks down um, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin slightly for me just because now there's another mouth to feed. You have the three of them. You have Gronk. You have Rojo. You have Fournette. You have McCoy. That's a lot of mouths to feed in this offense. And come fantasy – that starts to scare me. That starts to make me pull back a little bit. Anything else on this one there, guys? Well, we got our last game of the week, which is the worst game of the week, I think, and should probably be flexed out of Monday night because this is a terrible matchup. The Patriots 2-5 and five going into New York to play the Jets, who are 0-8. Results are in. Cam Newton sucks. He's terrible. Chris, you can try and say he's good in fantasy. He's not even good in fantasy. I mean, look at the man. He, You can't give me this. I mean, the man is the quarterback 24. 24, Chris. That is not even close to worthwhile. And the problem is the weeks that he's getting benched and just having terrible weeks – you're going to get nothing out of even trying to play him. So there's no ceiling. The floor is through the ground and the ceiling is at my waist, right? So Cam sucks. Adam Gase sucks. The Jets suck. Flex this game out of Monday night 
bench anyone you have from it because it's going to be just terrible. So I'll just carry on with this. SEC lifestyle. Damian Harris, baby, running back. Last week, busted 100 yards uh, on 20 carries. He's my running back 18 on the year. He's going up against this Jets defense uh, with Basham, Hewitt, Jenkins, and Cashman. And half these guys are questionable. Will uh, Avery Williamson just left? Avery Williams just left uh, for a trade. He woke up uh, on an undefeated team, left on a not winning team. Um, on the other side, though, New England. Okay, Cam Newton has been bad, right? But in in ESPN leagues, Tom, I'm looking at him right now because I got him on my squad. Uh, I had Dak Prescott and I have Cam. It's my only two options. But I just picked up Justin Herbert in all my home leagues, which is this is in, and Justin Herbert is starting over Cam Newton. So good, right? Kind of lucky in my pickups, but for people who are not as lucky. Cam Newton, week one, 25.7 points. Week two, 35.58 points. You, you bench week three. You bench week four. Week five is the bye. Week six, you got 21 points. Week seven, terrible bench. You got three points. And last week, you got 19 points. So he is serviceable in fantasy. Terrible to watch. Terrible to own. Heart attack waiting. He has a bad schedule coming up, but it's still Cam Newton. He's still Superman. Could Bill Belichick do something with him? Probably, probably not. I don't know. I'd rather Taysom Hill than Cam Newton. Taysom Hill did score some points, boy. You know how I feel about Taysom Hill, Tom. You know. Ryan, Billy, what do y'all – What I, I'm done with this. This is the game that I didn't want to even talk about. Like Tom said, just flex it out of here. Whatever. Yeah, you mentioned the one guy that I, I do want to play in this game. That's Damian Harris. He's looked really good uh, when he's been healthy and in the lineup for the past. And, uh, you know, what else do they have going for him? And someone's got to do something in this game. Outside of, him, outside of him, I want no part of this game. I'm taking the under, but I do have a prediction for you. Jets get their first one of the year over the Pats, two and six. Further stir up the uh, tanking for Trevor and Justin Field sweepstakes uh, with the Patriots being firmly in the mix at an only two-win team. Uh, Texans, Jags, Giants, Jets, Pats. It's going to be a really interesting uh, last couple months of the year as all these teams start eyeballing their quarterback woes and the two beauties that are coming out of this class. So uh, Belichick, uh, I got something up his sleeve. Cam will be done after this week. They're going to start Stidham, see what they got, and join the race for uh, Trevor Lawrence. And uh, we're going to see some really bad football down the stretch for teams that really need these quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm just going to go with my comments, and that's all that needs to be said. Uh, this says, poop bowl full of poop. Harris slash Mims, this game sucks. I, I think that's all that needs to be said. We can end that on a high note. On a high note? I mean <laughs> – there's a lot of smack to be talked, Ryan. I mean, especially what you're going to talk about next in our belly up bowl, right? But with the belly up bowl, the winner is it, it, it's coming to fruition. 
these guys have been working hard, right? Working the waiver wire, watching Belly Up Fancy Live, watching and commenting. And we're about to commemorate our league winner in the best possible way, guys. At Trophy, at Trophy Smack creates trophies, belts, and rings with free engraving and shipping. Now with the, with a free ring, with your purchase of a trophy or a ring, if you use promo code BELLYUP, guys, subscribe to the podcast, follow with us, play in our Belly Up Bowl. Uh, next year it's going to be even bigger, and you'll get a Trophy Smack trophy. Uh, before we move on, though, to the Belly Up Bowl update, guys, all throughout October, we were asking our followers to like, subscribe, comment, send us a DM of a screenshot of them subscribing to our podcast. We had a, we had a huge success. We had 515 people subscribe to us last month. Huge numbers. Uh, for the four of us who, I mean, in, in my mind, if we could get 20, that would be awesome. Right, 515 over the course of October was amazing. Um, we're hitting a thousand views per week per episode, so we're doing something right, guys. Um, and so with that, we're getting sponsors like Manscaped, like we've all enjoyed. Ryan, you got the panties on your head. Um, we're all fresh and clean, guys. We're going to give our October's. Uh, Manscaped box giveaway to STX underscore Salt Angler, aka Marco. He is winning our first box of the fantasy football season. Congratulations for following us, for liking us, for sharing with us, and helping you win your fantasy football season. Um, guys. This is going to keep on continuing. So, for this month, starting today, y'all who are watching us, like us, share us, subscribe to us, send us a screenshot, and at the end of this month, we will do the same thing leading into December. So, we appreciate that so much. Ryan, give us the update of what's going on right now in the Belly Up Bowl. Well, the update for what's going on right now in Marco's life is he's going to be silky smooth like us soon. So I'm happy for you, Marco. Uh, Belly up bow. Let's get to it. Jamarcus Russell division. We have Cass 316, who's 6-2 and two with a 964-66 total points. Our weekly high score is Sam Albrecht 12. Team name, Jutang Clan with a 122-54. Uh, yeah, that's a good name. I appreciate it. Uh, smooth balls on deck, Marco. Yes, exactly. The Cowboys suck, Scott. So who's he, what else has he got to be excited about? I like it. Kijana Carter, good time junkie. This man is dominating the, the St. Jude Belly of Bow right now. He is one of the two teams that's 8-0. He has scored 1,068.98 points, which is the most points scored. He just took over first place and highest point total. And this week, a weekly high score is Trav Kim or Frank the Tank with a 146.04. Moving on, we have Lawrence Phillips, Raider Nation 79, Scott Davis taking over first place, 6-2 with 1,049.88 points. And then, of course, we got yours truly, the weekly high scorer, B. Witt 24, Billy Witt with a 156.74. Tight 
Top score that week. I love when we get top score. All right, moving on. Money Manziel. We have Seahawk Mafia, 6-2 and two, with a 944-18. Oh, by the way, I had to mention, Billy beat his dad last week with that high score, so I figured that was a little double special. Yes. Uh, I wanted to give a shout-out. Yeah, having high score <laughs> against your dad is just a little bit sweeter. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is. Money Manziel. So again, Seahawk Mafia, 6-2 and two with a 944-18. Weekly was Space Monkeys, Inc., or Team Space Monkeys with a 142.36. Roberto Aguayo, Russ J75, Killer Cardinal, 7 and 1, 1052.22. He's been in first for most of the year. Uh, weekly high score is the same guy at a 141.51. Russ J75, nicely done, brother. Ryan Leaf, Kevin Wilson lost his spot atop the top of the rankings this week. Let's see if we can take it back next week. We got Team Railroad, 1231, who's 6 and 2 with a 957.1. Weekly high score is Railroad as well with a 160.64. So that high score this week pushed him past Kevin. Kevin got some work to do. And then we got the boss, Matty Leo, who's 7-1 uh, with an 892.62. Matt, shout out across the pond, brother. Uh, weekly was also Matty Leo with a 133.04. Moving on to Tim Couch, we got a new leader here, TK Legacy 15. Six and two with the 1011.32. And then our weekly high score is Nomad1600 or at our Brucewellas with the 167.94. Tim Tebow, Maker's Mark, that guy's been kicking all of our butts all year. He's seven and one with 1068.76. He's the second highest scorer. He just got passed. And then weekly, the highest score of the week in my division, V Whitmore, aka Scott's Tots. Anybody who doesn't watch The Office, guys. If you don't know what Scott's thoughts are, you should watch The Office. The score is 171.54. Then we move on to Tony Mandarich, JM Bone 19, or El Padrino. He's 6 and 2 with a 1021.02. He also set the weekly high score with a 128.02. Uh, next, Trent Richardson, video game, 8 and 0, 1039.8, our other undefeated team. And our weekly high score is 18 and 1, call me great, or his team name, 18 and 1, call me greatness. That's why don't you just do the both ways, guys? Makes sense, right? 124.54. You're just making me say more stuff. I love it. And then lastly, we have uh, Troy Williamson Division. Uh, oh, no, I misspelled that. I know I did. That is not his name. Mejoir. There we go. Uh, or Quan Solo is his team name. Six and two with 829 points. Weekly high score. Shout out to my cousin Sean Dugan, 10 with a 153.16 weekly high score. All right, we got it all cut up. Guys, if you're looking for where the playoffs are, we're getting closer. Uh, I post that every week in the uh, chat room that we made for all of the Belly Up Bowl. Also, you can find it on Twitter and on Belly Up. It's easy to find. I'm going to keep that updated as we move on. Playoffs are coming. Better be ready. Bro, it's week eight, going to week nine. Playoffs are here. This is where it's going to get down to the nitty-gritty, right? Like, Mm-hmm. You gotta win every week. So, everyone, thank y'all so much for following us, for listening to us. Uh, go to our website, right? Billy Ryan, uh, all of our great writers have so much content out there uh, that will help you win your series. And then we also have our rankings going on right now. Um, Tom, first of all, where can everyone follow you at? What are you doing? And we'll move on to Ryan, Billy, and then me. Hey man, uh, always on Twitter at Belly Up Tom. Uh, always uh, as well 
course, at Belly Up Football, at Belly Up Fantasy, all the Belly Up accounts. Make sure you're checking us out. Um, I mean, hey, we're halfway through, you know, football season this year. Um, we are also, you know, we were doing some Madden tournaments on Xbox One. Got some new consoles coming out here. Madden coming out beginning of December. I don't know. What are you guys thinking if we got some uh, next-gen Madden going? I don't know who all's uh, on that, but if you are getting a next-gen console and looking for Madden, let us know at Belly of Football, and we can see if we can get something uh, organized for everyone. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Real Ryan Hicks on Twitter. Uh, this week, I just actually released earlier this evening uh, just a piece on analyzing the RB situations moving forward towards playoffs. When guys like uh, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, and them come back, how's that going to affect your running back scenario moving forward? Because we all know running backs have been devastated this year. And not having uh, a running back going into playoffs is bad news bears. So we are we are uh, we're definitely putting out everything with the belly up fantasy league. Uh, that always keeps me busy. Uh, but seriously, holler at me at Twitter if you want to talk football. I love talking football. Billy, take it over. Follow me at bwit24. Uh, check me out on Facebook. Down to talk football anytime. I got your weekly start sit article coming out later in the week. And, uh, Tom, definitely in on the Madden, man. Let's collaborate. I know a lot of people in the Madden game, so we can definitely have a big turnout for that uh, if we do a big Madden event. So definitely look forward to that. Yeah, uh, Billy is a big dude in that world, Tom. Uh, Here we go. I'm just going to watch, and I'll just drink some beers, and I'll be like, yeah, let's do this. Me too. Yeah, me and Ryan, (laughs) we'll just be cheerleaders, right? Yeah, but says cheerleaders, we're pretty good looking, you know. Yeah, man. We scored some wives, so we're okay. But, yep. guys, y'all can follow me at Aggie Kappa Sig. I'm Chris Pinto um, for Belly Up Fantasy. This weekend is going to be really fun. Um, I'm actually not going to take a break this weekend. I'm going to get on the podcasting on the camera for – I sent Billy the schedule was like, what, six or seven hours, maybe seven hours of straight podcasting with my guys uh, and Shannon, my girl, of Belly Up Fantasy. We're going to do a huge thing, and I'm, we'll release it throughout the week of what our guys are working on, just highlighting our writers and our amazing team at Belly Up Fantasy uh, because we have some talented writers and extremely good knowledge. Um we're going to break it down. I'll break it down with these guys one-on-one and highlight them. And y'all just need to watch it and follow it. So, oh, and then also Billy and I are going to be uh, working on some editing and stuff like that. So we'll get some of Tom's hot takes from way early in the season that he was right about. And we'll put it on here coming soon because Tom was. I can't wait to hear that list. Right. When it was like, what, we were like week three and I'm like, what? 25 beers deep, you're half a ball of Jameson in. You're like, oh, yeah. Remember, uh, Will Fuller's going to score 27 touchdowns this year. All right, Tom. Flash forward to week nine, Will Fuller's at 21. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right, guys. It's always a pleasure to be on with you. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. I wanted to do one thing. Shout out. I, I just uh, – I've been reading Shannon Walsh's stuff, who's new to Belly Up. She's got some good stuff, guys. It's really entertaining. I definitely recommend reading her stuff. She's. I'm really excited to have her involved with what we're doing and looking forward to seeing her excerpt on that and looking forward to see what she's coming out with next. 
Yeah, so obviously we're going to highlight all three of you guys, but then we're going to do Travis, Kevin, Shannon, Jamil, uh, Kenny Yake, a guy that started when I did. He's full IEP. Um, uh, I want to get Mike in there too. What's that, Billy? We got a squad at Billy Up. We, we got a huge squad, guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's going to be really nice. So we'll see what we can do on Saturday, and we'll throw it out throughout the week. So everyone who's watching, everyone who has paid attention to us and helped us grow uh, throughout this amazing journey through this year, let's go, right? Let's go win some ships now. This is the crunch time, so let's do it. Halfway through the season, um, we'll see you all. Over the weekend, next week, Manscaped. Love you guys. Thank you for sponsoring us. Everyone, get your loved ones some Manscaped stuff because it's not only going to help you out, help them out, make everyone's life so much better. So, Manscaped, thank you for helping us make our lives better. Guys, we'll see you all next week. Adios. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.